0: So, again, this is where uh, our intro song will roll. Um, we'll get to it next week. It's going to be so good. What's up, everyone? Uh, welcome to Dipped in Tone, episode three. I'm Rhett. I'm Zach. Man, two episodes. We're two for two so far. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We, we keep getting closer and closer to the day we uh,
0: post it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we keep inching in closer and closer. It's like, are you free tomorrow? No, I can't do tomorrow. Can you do, it? oh, yeah, we're going to do Friday. Okay. I was
1: I was telling Morgan I was like if we don't do it today maybe we'll do it tomorrow and if we can't do it tomorrow we'll probably do it Monday morning and then- yeah
0: we'll just do it Monday and put- dude Tilly and I did that uh, for the backstage journal pod yesterday on oh, Thursday really? we just recorded it and put it up nice I mean it's fine
1: I uh, I finally messed around with um, like getting the audio thing set up because I was looking at it I was like oh this I think I don't think this is as hard as I thought yeah and uh, I I. Posted it, but I don't know how long it's gonna take to like. Oh right. Get on the internet. So where
0: where all did you post it? Because we should tell the people.
1: I it, it said everywhere. <laughs> well, <Okay>. like Apple, <laughs> Spotify. So I'm assuming
0: that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, pretty much everything was selected. Okay, good. So so
0: now we're in audio form. Apparently, uh, you can not just watch us on YouTube, but you can hear us, our beautiful voices, in audio land. Wherever fine podcasts are downloaded.
1: Right. Or you just go to a, a YouTube to MP3 website and like put yep. the link and then download it and then put it on your phone.
0: Yeah. Or you can use one of those old school iPod 30 pin cables, you know, the USB cable and like just <laughs> sync it to your phone. Remember when you had to do that, you actually had to plug your, your iPod or your first iPhone into your computer to like update it and stuff. Oh, yeah.
1: Do, do you remember seeing like the very first iPod?
0: yeah oh, I remember where I was the first time I saw it me too me too where yeah. where were, where were you oh my god i was uh it was the summer between my eighth grade and freshman year, and uh I played football that that season for some unknown reason um I think my parents like kind of just signed me up for it right. and uh we had football camp, which is the worst thing in the world like, i
1: I went to band camp, so I can sympathize.
0: It sucks. It's like, hey, let's go to middle Georgia in August, which is the hottest place on earth. It is yeah. hotter than hell in the middle of Georgia. at some small college for a week. And we're going to get up at 530 every morning. you're going to get up and give yourself brain damage from uh, 530 in the morning till about 830 at night. And yep. uh, because sports. That's it, man. That was it. But one of the kids I went to that camp with had one of the first iPods. And I remember he like pulled it out. We were in the dorm room, and I was like, "Whoa!" It, was, it blew my mind that you could like spin the thing, but it didn't actually move. But it. Oh man, yeah.
1: I saw it. I was in. I was in college, uh, and I was in like a like my freshman year. I think I was at in a choir class because like anything I could do to get an elective, and not have to like study, I was all about that. Yep. And uh, one of my buddies had one, and like it still it had the buttons on the top. Yep. You know, and I was like, this is gonna change the world.
0: It will hold a thousand songs. Dude, I don't even know a thousand songs.
1: It's it seems so just ancient now. I mean, <laughs> considering like literally everything is at our fingertips now.
0: Like everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. Except I mean, for we're Taylor speaking Swift over the on internet Spotify. And recording a podcast which didn't exist yeah. then. Yeah.
1: What what's a podcast? What's a podcast? Weird
0: anyways yeah so this is dipped in tone thanks everyone for oh we should flash the logo we got the logo Are we ready to show that
1: uh i don't know if it's completely done yet Maybe okay we'll be.
0: flash the logo next week you'll see it i'm really excited about it it's cool yeah. we're gonna have it on some merch yes uh, also there's a patreon now
1: there is a patreon it's uh i don't it'll be in the description because i don't it's just dipped in tone yeah, probably. Didn't yeah, there's right now. Patrons. I think
0: there's just one level of support, and uh, it's a way to... one of the things we we want to start doing. There's a reason for the Patreon actually, and it's not just you know. So hey, give us money. It's right. uh, we we want to start doing things where we go out and just buy pieces of gear to <laughs> talk about and play, uh, and sort of review them, and then we'll give them away to the patrons. I know a couple yeah. other podcasts out there, some YouTube channels do that, and I like that model. I think it's cool. So
1: yeah, it's um. I, again, we're we're not trying to get rich off of this. <laughs> it's just yeah. like to pay for the hosting of the podcast, and um, that's basically it. And, and the then and, and then to get gear to like do funny stuff and and give it give it back away, you know. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. So uh, that's it. You can f- uh, follow the, the link in the description for that. Yep. Yep. Uh, what's been going on for you this week, Zach? What's up? What's new? Man,
1: I have just been trying to get Mythos a little bit more streamlined and I got a bunch of uh, prototype circuit boards and enclosures and they're just going to hopefully make my life easier because I'm going to start getting help uh, and that's been the biggest thing just like trying to like get caught up because yeah. I mean you know it's like you can you can never catch a break and when you finally do get a break you're like you know I should probably be working
0: yeah yeah I don't do I don't I don't do um vacations or anything like that very well i don't take no. time off if, if i'm like just even relaxing around the house it stresses me out i need to be doing something
1: oh yeah yeah last night i was uh we were just sitting on the couch and i was like you know i think i can figure out this podcast thing and so it was like you know eleven thirty, and morgan's just rolling her eyes at me but i can't i can't get it out of my system until yeah. it's done
0: so. yeah we're we're definitely cut from the same cloth on that kind of thing yeah. but i think you know what i think it's a good thing because it it keeps you i think in order to do this kind of thing for living like owning your own company or running a youtube channel any kind of like self-employed where you are accountable Mm -hmm. solely accountable for the success or failure of whatever you're doing i think you kind of have to have that sort of personality type to make that work in my opinion it's that like always wanting to drive and do better and and get new things done and, and all that kind of stuff um because I'm definitely that same way about the YouTube channel. It's like, oh, I got it. I just put a video out the other day and it's doing really well. And oh, the I, one? Felt, I felt good about it for like a day. And now I'm like, all right, got to do the next thing. Well, tomorrow's the show. But right. after that, it'll be the next thing. you know.
1: But it's so funny about you with the the videos. It's like, you'll text me an idea. And then like literally one or two days later, like that video is up. And I'm like, <laughs> how does he actualize that quickly? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I told you about the Dumble thing, right? The Dumble yeah, video. Yeah. yeah. And then literally the next day, it was like, oh, that video's already done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, work fast, man. man. Um, and, and yeah, that that video was a ton of fun. Actually, don't no, I don't have the amp in here. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a ton of fun to make. So we should we should talk about that a little bit. There's a couple things that we're gonna sure. cover in, in this episode that I'm really excited about. But um, yeah, yeah, we're, we're just kind of flying
1: by the seat of our pants on this one because we didn't even talk about what we're gonna talk about that much. <laughs>
0: it's fine man it's fine we're not i We're not concerned with um lists and schedules and agendas and all that kind of stuff man we ain't got no agenda right yeah (laughs) (laughs) um well i had a pretty eventful week myself oh yes um tomorrow is so when you guys are seeing this this show will have already happened but tomorrow is backstage live episode three Mm -hmm. um on the main YouTube channel. And I've learned, you know, being our third one, I've kind of learned how these things go. And the week leading up to the live show is always just crazy because you're trying to get rehearsals done, you're trying to get the show prepped and get everybody ready to go while trying to make the videos and all that kind of stuff. Um, And so, yeah, I've not slept much this week. I've been stressed out of my mind this week. Um, I finally understand So I've been a hired gun player pretty much my entire career. I've worked for other people. I've worked for artists. And I've always felt invested in what I was doing and invested in the music we were playing. But at the end of the day, it was never like my name on the marquee. And and so I would be bummed if we had, you know, we played a venue and it wasn't full or we played an empty room. And I'd be excited if we played a full room or whatever. But it's a different thing now I feel more in the, the driver's seat in terms of like you know i'm not an artist or anything like that but this is kind of my baby it's my thing and so there's a lot of stress and anxiety based around like man i hope people watch it i hope people like it you know i hope it sounds good i hope it works
1: man it it, like the the first one because i was i was actually out of town but i i knew it was happening so i like busted out the laptop and like started playing it and i was just sitting there watching it with a buddy and he was like this is live? He was like really shocked and I was too because like the production is kind of it's insane for you know like it, to me like just you guys are doing it basically in a basement like you know yeah, a nice basement but a basement.
0: It's a basement, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got, I've gotten a couple you know when I rewatch it with the the live chat replay, that's always my favorite thing to do because you see people's reactions in real time. It's really weird playing a show with a full band in to just to nobody we have no audience right. or anything here in the basement because of social distancing guidelines hopefully that'll change at some point we can actually have people over yeah but you get done with a song and it's just you in the basement so when you get to re-watch it back with all the live chat replay it's really cool because it actually gives you more of a feeling of people like responding to music right but in the, the ep- second episode there were people that were commenting like don't donate to these guys. They're jerks. They're lying. This is pre-recorded. This there's no way this is live. They're, these guys are frauds. Blah blah blah. <laughs> so it's like we're gonna we're gonna do something special on this episode that hopefully will prove the fact that we're actually live. We're really doing it. But yeah,
1: yeah, like you could live tweet it in between songs.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's everyone complains man there's always oh. someone complaining oh my gosh the the <laughs> it's never good enough
1: i i don't understand that mentality like because i'm so different from that i i can't like I, I just like don't see the world that way and i don't understand how people can live their life and be like fulfilled um when there's always like something that's irking them about everything
0: well th- they're not fulfilled that's the reason they're right. doing it like, that's the whole reason. Here's the deal. Um, if you don't have anything to add, this is my social media strategy for commenting and, like, being present on social media. If I'm not adding anything to the conversation, I just don't say anything. Because right. I see stuff around. I see I see videos and whatever around that I'm just not a fan of. I don't, I don't like it and everything. It's fine. I've got taste and everything, just, like, in opinions like everyone else. Mm-hmm. But when I don't like something... I don't take to the keyboard and tell that person who made that thing how much I hate the thing that they made. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, like it's just not for me. And that's fine. Not everything is for me. Right. You know?
1: Yeah. I. Pe- people are odd. They're just so odd. And yeah. It, it's like, it's. I mean, the internet has obviously made it worse, but it's just like, you know, you wouldn't like walk into a restaurant that like served food you didn't like and just yell at the staff. Yeah. You know, like why would you get so mad on the internet? I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's like, would you ever walk to the chef and be like, "I didn't like this, and in fact, it was so bad that I'm offended, and you should think about another career path because you are so bad at what you do." Right. Yeah. Nope. No one would would do that in person. No. Just on Yelp. Yeah, just on Yelp. They can hide behind their username. Um, In other news, this week, got um, da 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 da. Look at that. (laughs) This trap. Look at that. This is my uh my new Wide Sky. It's super um, cool. Man, I am I'm really, really excited to have this. Uh Patch, the owner and, and builder of Wide Sky, has become a friend over the last year. And I ordered this back in uh in January and uh I just got it this week. Patches, it's just him building these things out in Taos, New Mexico. And uh it is it's a really special guitar, man. It's like it's completely different than anything I've I've owned or have played before. It's crazy. Is it full hollow? No, it's semi hollow. Oh, okay, um, and it's actually really thin. I don't know if mm-hmm. you can see that. It's it's really light. So yeah. it's a little smaller than a Les Paul. It's it's yeah. kind of a Les Paul shape, but it's a little smaller here and here. Semi hollow, uh, Curtis Novak pickups, uh, Novak uh, humbucker and P ninety. And uh, we're, we're going to play a little bit here in a minute. Yeah, eventually. We have the technology. So,
1: yeah. Um... <laughs> well, I finally got a new computer, so now I can do more than one thing at a time.
0: Yeah. New gear week, man. Always a good, always a good time. All right. So first topic, like I said, we're, or like you said, we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants. But yeah. I sent you, did you see the New York Times article that I sent you this week? Yes, yes, yes. Guitar is back, comma, baby. I, that title cracks me up. But uh, <laughs> according to New York Times, the pandemic has caused a bit of a guitar boom. Um, now, I talked about this on on my podcast, Backstage Journal, with Tilly uh, the other day. Yeah. And we kind of approached the topic from, you know, talking about it from kind of a cultural perspective. Tilly's not a guitar player. And we talked about it from somebody who might be interested in getting into guitar and everything. But I want to hear your thoughts on this. From a gear perspective and a manufacturing perspective, guitars and guitar sales have exploded since March. I've personally talked to, I mean, you and I have talked about this. Your business is, is doing really, really well. It's crazy. Um, I've talked to stores around here. Righteous Guitars can't keep stuff in stock. Novo can't keep stuff in stock. I mean, they never could to begin with, but right, um, it's crazy, man. Like there is a massive guitar boom happening.
1: Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And I think... Um... You know, a lot of it is people just haven't been able to leave their house and now they can finally like pursue those hobbies. And I think, I think if you looked at like everything, we would probably see like significant growth in a lot of like markets because so many things are hard to find right now that's not just guitar, but it's just, I don't know, it's like ripe for people to learn in this like for this year because they've just been so trapped you know yeah. and i don't it, it's i don't know what is causing it necessarily like because it's not just because people are trapped at home like what has been the catalyst for so many people to say you know i want to start playing guitar um where is that coming from that's something that i don't really understand like i understand why my business is doing well because like like people who already play can't leave and they're bored and they want more stuff Right. and and they're and they're watching videos and they're like doing more things online but like for the the beginner you know and, and maybe it's that people are buying people that are buying the guitars already have a guitar you know i don't know
0: well so according to the article we'll have it linked in the description box down below so you can check it out and read it um there's, it's really fascinating and they they give some good um some good data on on who's buying the guitars and everything. It seems to be primarily on a generational level. It's primarily millennial and Gen Z, right? That's the one after us, right? Millenn- the younger than Gen us. Z. Or why?
1: I don't know. The younger I, than us? Yeah, like the them?
0: one, the post-millennial generation, whatever okay. that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it's primarily millennials, you and I, and then the, the people slightly younger than us. Acoustic guitars are the most popular, which doesn't surprise me. I think acoustics right. are... The first choice for a lot of people who are picking up guitar, especially nowadays, because there isn't really any popular pop culture guitar heroes that are super relevant right now. You know, there are no. I mean, Mayer is not even that culturally relevant at the moment. Right. Um, Taylor Swift isn't really playing guitar as much publicly as far as I know. Um, Yeah. So. You know, I think people are are listening to their their Ed Sheerans and and things like that, and they're picking up acoustic guitars. Also, I think from a practical perspective, someone who's a total beginner is going to look at an acoustic versus an, versus an electric and say, "Well, with an acoustic, I just have to buy the one guitar. Right? With an electric, I got to get this amp thing, and I got to have apparently a cable. To, and then there's all these like weird boxes that you put on the floor, and they make noise. There's all yeah. kinds of uh, extra shit to go with it. Yeah, you got to um, plug it into the wall. My question though is of the people that are picking it up now how many are actually going to stick with it once things get back to normal
1: i I, i've thought that myself because like you know i even when i was learning you know and that was 20 21 years ago almost like when i started um i had severe burnout like at the beginning like i i played guitar like super into it i was super excited and then i didn't touch it for like months and I think that we're gonna see a lot of like people just shoveling it under the bed. There's gonna be a lot of like inexpensive guitars on Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace in, in a couple years time.
0: I think well, I think in a couple months time, man. If you're if you're a, if you're a used guitar or a used gear person, you give this a couple months, and you're gonna start to see stuff pop up on Reverb and eBay and Craigslist yeah. for pretty good pretty good deals. I think.
1: But, but one of the things that we saw was uh, Fender Guitars has recorded more sales this year than any other year in their history, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And they quoted so one of the Sweetwater sales people as saying it's, according to their numbers, Sweetwater was saying it's like every day is Black Friday for them. <laughs> Man. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Which is crazy. So on one hand, that's really good, right? As guitar players and people in the guitar industry, I think it's really cool. There's a lot of new people coming in and, and a certain percentage of those people, it may be 70%, it may be 30%, I don't know, are gonna stick with it and become lifelong players, Yeah, uh, which is great. And if by some chance you are one of those uh, people and you've made it deep enough down the guitar rabbit hole YouTube niche that you found our channel, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll be beginner friendly, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, I, and I've actually thought about starting to make more beginner videos on my channel to try and appeal to those, those new people, you know?
1: Right. Well, I think, you know, a lot of the guys that do that are, are finding like a lot of great success right now. A lot of great success. Jeez.
0: Great success.
1: <laughs> In the last podcast, I said something really stupid and Morgan has been making fun of me like... Every day because of it. What did so, you say? I'll have to find it and quote it in the thing below. It's like, <laughs> guilty until proven otherwise, I think is what I said.
0: That's guilty until proven otherwise? <laughs> yeah. like, what's, you're not wrong. I mean, that's kind of how that saying goes. It's not the saying, though, and it's it, like stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, look, man, I think it's a really good thing. And the other thing that I talked to Tilly about, which I thought was cool, is there's people now that are picking up guitar that in 10 15 years are going to be the next generation of artists and people that are you know out there playing at the Grammys and stuff like there there are right. young kids picking up guitar now that are going to be the next generation of of artists and that this what's happening now which part of the reason this is so exciting to me if I can organize my thoughts this boom that's happening now is going to have ripples and repercussions years and years and years down the road in the music world. There are people that are picking up the instrument now that are going to help keep it relevant for future generations. Oh yeah. Which I yeah, think is totally. amazing.
1: Yeah, it's it's really cool and uh it, you know, I'm it's one good thing to come out of of all this tragedy basically.
0: It's yeah, it's a silver lining for yeah. sure but um again man i think the the other side of it too is because people aren't really into and by what i'm i'm speaking on a very broad general scale here but you know generally speaking i think a lot of the people that are picking up these guitars now are not necessarily interested in learning zeppelin or clapton or the beatles right. or whatever yeah. right which to me on one hand is sad you know i think a lot of those people will find it eventually but on yeah. the other hand that just means this is gonna help push the instrument and the sound forward. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's um it is it's crazy exciting. So
0: Yeah. We're we're just riveted, as you can tell <laughs> by our it's, faces and tones man, of voice.
1: It's been a long week. <laughs> so.
0: yeah, it has been a long week. Yeah, so that's uh, that's interesting. We want to know what you guys think though, in the <clears> description, <throat> description box down below. Or not sure. the description box, the comment box. Description box. <laughs> I sound like I'm signing off for one of my damn videos. Um, <laughs> they
1: log in and they change the description of our...
0: <laughs> yeah, what do you guys think about this, though? We like having the discussion, you know? Yeah. Um, Is this a good thing for guitar? If if you don't think this is a good thing, I want to hear your perspective. I'm specifically interested in hearing people that think this isn't a good thing for the guitar.
1: Yeah, world. I think I think an argument against it would be a lot more interesting conversation for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because we're both in agreement here. So yeah, that's boring. It, yeah, that's super boring. <laughs> there was another topic mm. that um uh, oh the casino guitars video.
1: Yes, yes.
0: We got to talk about that.
1: Sure. So, Casino Guitars is a, a small shop. I think they're in South Carolina. North Carolina. North Carolina, and um, I think it's in. They're actually in an old casino, which is kind of like cool. I did not know uh, that. Yeah. But they uh, they're trying to get their YouTube game up, and, and they do co- some you know good videos, and they have like cool gear at their shop. But um, they posted a video that was kind of like I should pull up what the actual like name of the video was, but basically saying talking about um, paid gear reviews, and you know is it disingenuous? Like you know, and and they kind of brought to light some things that I don't think a lot of people were were necessarily privy to about how much these things can cost, like to actually pay for a, a, a pedal demo or a gear demo in general. Um, Payola, paying yeah. for pedal and gear reviews. And um, they were saying that there's demoers out there charging upwards of $10,000.
0: Okay, now that I have to take issue with. So yeah. I, I did watch the video. Well, someone um, told them
1: that, apparently.
0: You, I didn't hear you dropped out for a second. You oh, think?
1: they they said someone told them that someone Yes yeah, is, is asking that. There's
0: about. there's no and here and I say this, I, I like that their YouTube channel and I've met those guys at hand before. They seem mm-hmm. super cool. So this is in no way like trying to bash them. But I think that they're way off base with that ten thousand dollar number. I don't know who they who they heard that from and who that person might have been talking about. But there's no. There's just no way, there's no way any YouTube channel out there is making $10,000 for a gear demo video, no matter how big your channel is. Like no. there's, there's just no way that number is so high.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very, very skewed. And, um, you know, apart from that, really, I mean, the video is touching on things that I kind of, I mean, that I agree with about it, it does seem to be a little bit unfair, um, or, or disingenuous, I think is the best word that I can use for it. But, but I will say this too, because I have had probably more interactions than most with YouTubers and, um, trying to pay for stuff and, you know, whether I did it or not is neither here nor there, but most of the guys that make these demos, uh, they, they say they only really play gear they like. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that, a lot of people think, oh, you know, they're getting paid. They're going to make demos of everything, regardless of how good it is or, or not. But most of the guys will, they, you know, they say, you know, if I don't like it, you, you know, you're going to get it back. I'm not going to
0: make a video for you. Yeah. So Yes, yeah, so this is uh, interesting because we both we come from sort of both sides of the spectrum here. Right. You're right, a gear yeah. manufacturer and I'm a YouTuber. Um, so in full transparency, I. I. Nine times out of 10, don't do any kind of paid or sponsored videos at all. And I don't really do gear demos just yeah. because, frankly, I don't, I don't think gear demo videos are interesting. And, and I'm, I don't watch demo videos and I'm not interested in making demos. If I'm going to make a video about a piece of gear, I'm going to try and find a way to wrap it up in. Okay, so a perfect example is the video I put out this week, the Dumble. What is the Dumble sound? Right. So that video came about because Amplified Nation sent me that amp just to check out. There was no discussion of, hey, we need you to do a video. Hey, I'm going to pay you this much to say these things about my amp. There's no money changing hands. I'm going to send that amp back. Uh, I just wanted to check them out. I'd seen RJ Ronquillo's videos on them. They seemed right. great. Yeah. And when I got that amp, I started playing it and... It was genuinely pressed, impressed with the way the amp sounded i like it i'm playing yeah. it on the show tomorrow they're great and i realized i've never made a video about dumbbells i've never made it i've never really had a dumbbell amp here and so this might be cool what is the dumbbell sound and so that piece of gear facilitated that video for me um yeah the other side of it is i have been offered to make, I've been offered to be paid to make videos before. The most recent example would have been the Torpedo Captor X behind mm-hmm. me here. Um, two Notes, great company, I really like those guys. When the Captor X was coming out, we were in talks of like, hey, what's your rate to do a video? You know, And I, I told them, it's like I don't do demos, it's not gonna be a demo video. If we're gonna if you're gonna pay me to make a video, I'm not gonna tell talk about how great your product is, but right. I'll use your product to teach an idea. And the idea at the time was, okay, here's everything you need to know about impulse responses. But as we got further down the line, um, you know, if a company's paying and, and the price I quoted them for the video was about I think I think it was fifteen hundred dollars. Either fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars for the video. Mm-hmm. which for me, I feel like is fair. To make one of my videos usually is, is two days, a day and a half, two days worth of work. Um, I, I have a channel that gets a lot of engagement compared right. to other channels in the guitar space. And so I felt that that's a fair price. We agreed on that price. And um, once I got into the process of making the video, they rightfully so were like, hey, we want to see the video first to, to make some revisions. If needed, we wanna make sure you talk about these things and we wanna make sure that you highlight these things about our piece of gear, which is fair, right? They're right. offering to pay for placement on my YouTube channel, but I don't like that. I, yeah. I'm not the type of person to be told how to make something and what I should or shouldn't say in a video. And so what I, I just kinda of came back to them and said, hey guys, look, um, forget the money, don't pay me, uh just let me keep the torpedo i like it it's a good piece of gear i genuinely like it and um i'll make a video talking about it because it's a cool new piece of gear and in return for not paying me i'm gonna say whatever i want to say about it and i'm gonna make the video however i want to make it and they were cool with that yeah um so it's there's always this weird tension that i have when talking about a piece of gear like this wide sky is a perfect example i met patch Last year we hit it off. We developed a relationship, and in full transparency, I did not pay for that Wide Sky. I ordered it, and and he built it for me, at at no cost. Yeah. Incredible honor and a privilege. Um, but I'm not going to sit and just sing its praises and and talk about all the great things. And oh, everyone should go buy a Wide Sky and blah blah blah. No, it's a really great guitar that. I loved, and I I really like the builder, and and he knows that I'll be playing it publicly, and and it'll be seen, and you know it's a, it's a symbiotic relationship. So, right. Yeah.
1: I, I, I totally agree with like with with everything you're saying, but we're we're, again, we're both very much on the same page about this because you have you and I have talked about, for, God, since we met about how like the demo scene, on YouTube, is. Pretty much dead, at least in, in our eyes, or at least I mean that's what I think. Yeah. Um, because I mean there are guys that are an exception to the rule. I think RJ is incredible because yeah. he's the thing that that most demoers fall victim to. And and I, I left a comment about this, and I you know there's some other there's some YouTubers leaving some comments, and we were talking uh, today about it. But you know I said it all basically sounds the same. Because unless you are playing to the pedal or the amp or the guitar and, -hmm. like, mixing it up, it's just you playing another piece of gear just like you. And that, in my opinion, doesn't sell anything. It doesn't inspire anyone. It just sounds like every other thing you've ever done. And granted, like, you're hearing a player. And with with some demoers who have been online for years, I see new videos from them and unless it is something really wacky and out there it it just sounds like another it could it could be anything right but then rj like you give him a piece of gear he's going to play it either how he thinks it should be played or how you tell him like this is really inspired by x and he'll just go down that rabbit hole and do it that way and and that kind of falls back to what we were talking about last uh, week with the pickups yep. you know but i just don't see any value in the classic, like you know, video of an amp guy playing same blues rock riffs, unless it's like me, the manufacturer saying this is what it sounds like, this is how I made it to sound like that, I think it's fine. But paying for that, I, I just I don't I don't think it's worth it anymore. I, yeah, at,
0: not at all. Well, and a lot of manufacturers are starting to produce their own demo videos, which yeah. I think is what should be done regardless because if i'm in the market for a piece of gear and i go to look up a video you know oh, what does this pedal sound like i think the manufacturer should should post that you know what i mean like they they know what it's supposed to sound like or what they wanted it to sound like they know what it was inspired by or what it wasn't inspired by so on and so forth but i completely agree with you about rj um and and Pete Thorne I would put I would put RJ and Pete Thorne at the top of the heap of the gear demo guys I I disagree Uh, about Pete really
1: yeah I think he's incredible like you know I do think he's amazing but I I think all his videos sound very samey
0: like I I like Pete because he was like one of the first guitar guys I started watching on YouTube years and years ago yeah Um, I love his playing but uh to me r j definitely does the thing that you're talking about of he r j is without a doubt one of the best guitar players i've ever known i mean he's it's crazy it's maddening how good he is and how effortless it is for him and how how he can just kind of just seamlessly flow between styles of playing you know it's crazy yeah um but i really like i i really like pete also, because of who Pete has played with and and you know played with yeah. Chris Cornell and Melissa Etheridge and, and all these great peas his, his career has been has been amazing, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's a weird subject, man. And and this this subject is a sore spot for a lot of people. I think most people understand, right? Yeah. Like, hey, so and so sent this pedal to the YouTuber, and it's showing up in a video. Okay, I I get it. I'm I can you know my own own opinions about a piece of gear regardless of what they're saying yes. some people though <laughs> see it as like a personal attack or an affront on them that you're trying to you know I, I don't know what like they think pull the and wool I, over their eyes or something yeah and, and I'm just talking based on what I've seen in my comment sections before with stuff it's like yeah. that I'm trying to sell something or, or trick them into buying something or whatever and yeah, it's just an interesting, um, it's just an interesting thing. And the other, the other thing that I'll say about the way that my channel works is, even if I like a piece of gear, I may not ever make a video with it. You know, right. In the Casino yeah. Guitars video, I commented on it, and somebody re- responded to my comment. They're like, "Oh, well," they said something about the Line Six power cabinet. I was like, "Well, I guess because you didn't make a power cab video, it's clear that you don't like it." And I, I responded. I said, "No, I actually do like the power cab. I like it a lot." But it was in a bunch of your videos to be fair. Yeah. Right, but I've never made like a power cab video, I think was right. this guy's point. And the reason is because I don't really think there's a big audience for a power cab video. And I'm not interested in spending a couple dozen hours of work on a video that I don't that's going to go to a niche within a niche within a niche audience. Yeah. And most people aren't going to care about it. To me that's not a, a worthwhile investment of my time. Absolutely. And when a when a gear company emails me, on a weekly basis, I I have, it's almost a canned response that I have now. If Somebody emails me, hey, will you demo our product or what's your rate to demo our product? I don't do paid demos. I don't do paid reviews. Um, If you send me the piece of gear and I like it and it's something I would actually use, then I will generally find a way to feature it in a video. Sure. And that could be, it shows up alongside something else. Like, hey, here's this pedal I'm using and I think it works with this concept. Or like the Dumble video, hey, this piece of gear is really good and I'm really enjoying it. So I'm it's inspired me to do a whole video and now wow, launch a whole series based off of what this video's done.
1: Right. Do, here's a question for you, and this is something I think about a lot. I mean, mainly with new releases, you, you see this a lot where when a new product doesn't have to be a pedal, it'd be anything, comes out and just YouTube, Instagram, everything is blanketed with Video demos, pictures, all this, to me, that just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And I like, I know that's probably really effective. I know it's incredibly expensive, like yep. talk about spending ten k like that. Yeah, you know. But to me, I think that's kind of the wrong way to to go about releasing a product. I think you know the trickle effect really will get more long term interaction. But yeah. I mean, what do you th- do you think it's better to have everything hit all at once or
0: well, it's funny you say that because I got I got a mm, I got a piece of gear in the mail yesterday that uh, you know about it. I know what. It yeah. Is. <laughs> uh a piece of gear in the mail yesterday that's going to be announced soon that I think the strategy of this company is that. It's the sort of and and they sent it to me early. And this is a perfect example, okay? So company reached out to me and said, hey, we have this new thing that I think you will like. We're gonna send it to you. Okay, cool. Don't say anything about it until this date. Right. Okay, cool. End of conversation. Like there, <laughs> there was no, and then it showed up in my mailbox. There was no, hey, we need, we want you to make a video about it. Hey, can you say this about it? Hey, can you do this and we're gonna pay you this much? No, that was it. So that's probably what's gonna happen. And I agree, it's effective right yeah. cuz every there's a hype built around it there's a lot of people a lot of people see it on Instagram then they go to YouTube and they watch all the videos on it this happens in the camera world all the time like i don't know if you watch any of like the camera photography youtube channels Mm-mm. but major like sony just did this with the a7s3 a couple weeks ago when the s3 launched it was like every camera youtuber filmmaker youtuber all dropped their s3 videos right at the same time right and to me, it was like effective because, oh shit, this <laughs> camera that I've been waiting on for five years finally dropped. that's where's super my wallet. <laughs> cool. and then that was it. I didn't watch any of the videos. I didn't like go buy one or whatever. So I think you're right. I think you know, I probably won't make a video about X piece of gear um, to drop on their release day because right. it's just the piece of gear is cool um. I've been playing it a little bit. My initial impressions on it are, mm, it's cool. Right. Would I buy it on my own outside of YouTube? I don't know yet. Yeah. I need to spend more time with it, which means I'm probably not going to make a video on it ta- talking about how amazing or whatever it is. You know. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I, I this, this is just one of those weird topics that i i think is something we should have more conversations about yeah um in the guitar community like you know because i think it's good to let everyone understand like where companies are coming from so
0: yeah yeah it is it's an interesting topic but i think transparency is is the best policy and and the thing i always revert back to is like man you know because i've taken heat about this i think all guitar youtubers who talk about gear i know mary spender is taking heat about this stuff i know paul davids is taking heat about this stuff if you really think that we're trying to be fraudulent or pull a fast one on you or whatever just don't watch the videos man right don't don't watch my channel it's totally cool i maybe i just don't make content for you well and now
1: don't don't you have to put like paid promotion or something yeah Uh, yeah yeah yeah. if
0: if you're paid for it's a new thing that you when you upload a video now in the upload window there's does this video include paid promotion and i think that's it's obviously you know youtube didn't implement that for the guitar niche right it's it's mm -hmm. more for broader channels that are getting sponsorships from like where there really are tens of thousands of dollars floating around for sponsorships right yeah again i cannot believe i do not believe there's any guitar youtubers out there that are getting paid 10 grand per video i don't think that's right at all the only
1: thing i could think of would be if there was some celebrity endorsement yeah um, that would wind up on a channel but even then i don't like i don't know who would i just don't know how that would happen
0: so yeah and again in the, the spirit of transparency um the morgan amps they approached me about doing a video a couple of weeks ago and they wanted to pay for the video. And I told them, same thing, I'm not gonna do a review or a demo of the amplifier, but there was a really cool idea for a video in there um, mm-hmm. that I thought was actually gonna be a cool video to make that would have featured the amplifier, but wasn't talking about how amazing the amp is. You need to go out and buy it. And so for that, I was like, okay, cool. Well, that'll be you know, 1500 bucks to make that video. And, you know, I'll, I'll keep the amp, which I thought was fair for the amount of work and everything it was going to take. And they didn't agree on it. Totally fine. Right. Like, so that's, you know, my rate would be in that thousand to $1,500 territory for a fully produced video on my channel. Like I normally do how I want to do it. I cannot imagine somebody out there is pulling down 10 grand for no. <laughs> a YouTube video. There's no No.
1: Way. They they would have to like shoot it with red cameras and like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, they they'd yeah. use at IMAX or something. Yeah. Um well that that brings me to another topic and this one's kind of quick just because we were talking about the amplified nation thing. Whenever I first played a clone, it made me want a clone. And now that you've played a Dumble clone one day if you could make it happen, would you buy a Dumble? No.
0: No? No. 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 It's too much money, man. It's just there's I I get it. Uh some of a, a lot of my favorite players in the world have played Dumbles. And I get that as a piece of history and as a piece of collector collectible, you know, yeah. whatever. A hundred thousand dollars, seventy thousand dollars, forty thousand dollars. Is too much money, okay? But okay, what about this? If he would make you an amp, it would still be expensive.
1: But like, but I I know for a fact if you can buy an amp from him, it's not that much. I mean, it's a lot, but it's not right. that much. Sure. Then would you do it? What is a lot? I I don't want to speak out of turn. Let's say ballpark let, it. L- well. Let's just throw a number out there, something that's unattainable for most people, but if you worked really hard, you could do it. So like a car, let's say twenty thousand dollars.
0: Um, for for a dumble, like an actual dumble that Alex Dumble builds built for me for you, yeah.
1: Like not not right now, like years down the road. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Twenty. Yeah, tw- ten to twenty, I could see. I, I'm gonna text. At that point, you're almost sure to have like that's a that's a good investment, right? I think if you can get into one of those amps for ten to twenty thousand, hell, twenty five thousand dollars for an actual Dumble built by him, authenticated, the whole thing, then, yeah, man, because as soon as he stops making amps or or you know. Not to be morbid, when it, whenever he passes away, like yeah. everything, it's like okay, there it is. That's that's the number of Dumble amps that exists. It's yeah. done, right? And then everything starts to to go up with that. So you're almost certain to at least not lose your money, you no, I mean? no, if you ever had to get out of it. So yeah, I could I could see that, but to to want to aspire to own the Overdrive special that like Keith Urban and John Mayer owned, and to pay. I mean you know the amp I'm talking about. I've played it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like no, $150,000. Did did that amp actually sell for that? There's no I don't. Uh
1: I um I don't know if that one did or not. Um I know the guy that owns it and I know he moves around a lot of stuff. Uh so I don't know if it if it sold or not, but yeah, I mean of all the dumbles I've played, um which have been more than a few. Um there are a f- there are a handful that I like. Went okay. What could I do? You know, uh, the one at Songbirds. It was so good. I the played combo. one. Yeah, I played one of Joe Bonamassa's. Um, this this was like one that was his. He sold it and then he bought it back, and I think he's touring with it now, or he has it. Uh, another combo. That one was incredible. Um, but in all honesty, I would rather have a two rock so
0: but okay so that's that comes up so all right let's turn the question around on you mm. $60,000 for the debt the combo at songbirds
1: $60,000 I would figure
0: out a way to make it work if I it will like
1: it, okay if like the house is paid off you know there's money in the bank for the
0: kid like that sort of thing yeah sure why not <laughs> See, I think that's... Okay. Yeah, because you're assuming, right? Like, to if, if you're even answering this question, you know, because it's so easy to sit back and just say, well, it's not worth it. Oh, amp is worth $60,000, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, right. no, objectively, if somebody is willing to pay $60,000 for that amplifier, then it is worth $60,000. You may yeah. not like it, but that's yeah. what that amp is worth to somebody. Um, I can't afford $60,000 for an amplifier. Um, Neither can I. <laughs> right so on one hand it's like kind of not for us to have <laughs> this conversation right because we're we're not even in the ballpark right we're not invited to the party right but even for me thinking about like okay so you're, you're earning probably a couple million a year right in order to be able to actually afford something like that to truly afford it you're earning a few million dollars a year at least you've got you've got some other stuff and you're, you're looking at 60 to $70,000 for an amplifier, even at that place for me, if I put myself in that position, I don't know, man, I, I you can do a lot with $60,000. Know? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean
1: like that would, it would be, um, I mean, that's just dreaming money. And honestly, if like I was going to buy something, it would not be a dumble. I would try to get a, a burst or something like that. But even then that's like <laughs> just even more money. But I don't know. Like to me, I am I'm, I'm very much like that. Like I I never <laughs> I didn't feel complete um, until I got the Klon. and now like I have it. Like mm-hmm. that that is checked off my list. Mm-hmm. Um, every now and again, I think about selling it because I can make a lot of money on it. Mm-hmm. But I know I shouldn't. That would be really dumb. Uh, but you know, the any time like the the r9 i have totally you know scratches the itch for a les paul guitar but it's not a burst (laughs) and right like i'll never have one so i just have to be happy with it but you know i i think i think a lot of people are kind of like me in that regard and a lot of people are like you but for me it's just like i want the thing you know Mm -hmm. I, i want it
0: i mean there definitely is there's there's a there's a thing when that you you feel like when you actually play the real thing, and and it's it's just a psychological effect, right? Because objectively, yeah. like it's just um, I wonder how many times I've said objectively in this episode. If you're if you're drinking at home, if you're playing a drinking <laughs> game, you're you're hammered. I'm trying um, to put a counter up. Thirty five years ago, you could have, I could have called Alex Dumble up. Like I like I would call Fred from Divided by Thirteen up and order an amp, and they were expensive. I mean, they were what like twenty five, twenty eight hundred bucks back in the seventies and eighties. I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. But they were attainable, and that's why a lot of a lot of the players had them. A lot of the top players had them because like, well, this is the best thing, right? Like, this is the, yeah. the best thing out there. This is the best sounding thing for what Larry Carlton or Robin Ford's trying to do, right? Right. Yeah. Um, but you're right when you play the real Dumble, there is this sort of mystique around it and like oh man who else has played this amp and yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just think i'm not as as um i don't know how to say this i that doesn't like get my it doesn't move my needle that much right
1: yeah okay okay i i i I feel that I, i i very much get tied up in the the history and the mojo and the vibe and and sometimes that can supersede the uh, the common sense of it all i guess
0: yeah yeah i mean now there there's a few things and, and i I guess i feel more this way about guitars like if we were having this conversation about like a blackguard telly or a 59 335 then mm. we're kind of in a different place for me right it, yeah you know um, yeah like a really good 59 not i don't i don't really have the burst thing as much i mean i definitely get it they're great but how many have I you played What's that? How many have you played? Oh, only one, and it sucked. Oh. Oh, it's I was it was a dog. That's really sad. Yeah, <laughs> that's really sad. Yeah, and I've played one Dumble, and it had been butchered, and it sucked. Mm. In fact, the first time I went to play it, uh, it blew a transformer <laughs> because it had been worked on by somebody, I guess, that didn't know what they were doing in the past, and it it just didn't. It sounded bad. Surprise. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, it's um. I don't know, man. To me, I guess I'm more pragmatic. I see guitars and in, in amps and everything as as tools. And so for me, it's like, I look at the Amp Nation, for example, and I'm like, that's killer because you can do the Dumble thing to whatever, 90, 95% accuracy, whatever number you want to attribute yeah. to that. Oh, yeah, yeah. For $3,000, it's a lot of money. Yeah. But for a hand-built, hand-wired amp, that does the Dumble thing and sounds really good, yeah. Okay, that's now that's worth it to me. Three grand, totally worth it. Yeah. It, the,
1: whenever I got the Klawn, because we talked about this after I got it, you were like, "Is it? Is there a thing? Is it really a thing?" And there really is. It's like, you know, it's 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 so funny getting your hands on the real thing. Um, I'm still it, not convinced though. <sighs> well, I'm gonna. I, I will show you.
0: <laughs> to be fair, the only time I played your Klawn was through your boss battery powered practice amp yeah <laughs> and even then even then dude this was so funny over at your house we we're like playing guitars. you're like dude even even through this is it it's not a katana right it's yeah it's, little a boss.
1: Ca- it's a katana mini
0: you had a little battery powered yeah. <laughs> solid state thing you plug a clon up to that little thing and, and zach was telling me he's like dude even through this amp man there's a thing there's a thing with this amp and i was like i don't know man <laughs> I think there is <laughs> uh, it's it's hey, man, look, here's the thing here's the thing about this stuff, though. Um, this is part of why I love guitar and I love the guitar community and why I love gear is it's not necessarily about the gear itself. It's about being able to have these conversations and these relationships with people. yeah, like you and I are different on this. Mm-hmm. and I love that, right? Yeah. I think that's why we get along. It's like I, I would not want to hang out and talk with me about gear right
1: yeah B- always being in agreement is boring but yeah guitar is like it's just like being a comic book nerd or any co- yeah. sort of nerd and like it, it is fun to like really connect with someone like i get so excited when i meet someone they're like i play guitar I'm like oh really yeah. you know <laughs> oh
0: wow yeah yeah, that's awesome man so again i'm not i'm not convinced i'm pro clone well to an extent we should also say cloning when it's not taking away from the original builder and the original person, right? Like if, yeah. if Dumble was still out here trying to like make a living building the amps and everything. And, and there were all these people cloning what he was doing and it was taking away from his business as like a single person building amps, Then to me, it's a little bit different, but
1: yeah, well, I don't, I can't, I don't have much of a leg to stand on cause I make <laughs> the meal near, uh, and Bill's still doing his thing, but you know, it's like with stuff like that, people are always—if they want a clone, they can get one, and nothing I make is going to convince them otherwise.
0: Yeah, but I don't think. No, I don't think I don't think that that's no beef on you or any of the other dozens of pedal manufacturers that build clone clones because the original what everyone's after are the original clons and and Bill Finnegan's not doing those. He's doing yeah. the KTR, which is not. I owned one. It's not an original clone, right? Um,
1: he's apparently trying to bring back the big box, um, which I think he should. I think absolutely yeah. he should, and he should sell them for like eight hundred dollars or something, and he will sell them all day long forever. Amen. I would buy another one. You know, mm. like I, I, I think he totally should. Um, so I don't know.
0: <laughs> See, now that's an interesting thing because even at that, like. Okay, you can have a Klon two and let's just assume it's like it's the right box, it's the right parts, it's built by Bill. And you're like eight hundred bucks. I'm like, hmm. No. <laughs> I think but again, this is our difference. This is our difference. To me, it's a tool. Right. Right. Yeah. The, the the Klon thing is a great sound. It's a great tool to have in your toolbox. Uh I would buy a mule near. Mm over over the $800 Klon I think maybe well, maybe not to be fair I mean I bought a I mean I'm speaking out of two sides of my mouth I bought a tone bender mark one right it's around here somewhere it was a thousand dollar pedal eleven hundred dollars after taxes um so you know I'm just well, full of shit you guys <laughs> can listen to me <laughs> I
1: yeah, I think it's I think a lot of people are like me and they they don't gig and probably have no prospects for a gig and they get tied up in that like, oh I can have this sh- the thing. It's like why the seriatone is so wildly popular. Um but I totally get what you're saying.
0: So Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just uh Firing from the firing from the hip here, I guess, <laughs> you know. Speaking of uh guitar, should we play a little bit? We can try. What did you uh? Because you you told me you were set up to play something. What did you have? Well, I just I just hooked up things.
1: I didn't like prepare a song or
0: anything. Oh uh, no! I, yeah, no, no. I mean, like you were talking about a piece of gear or something, right?
1: Oh yeah. So I like I did get a bunch of questions. I posted a uh, question poll thing on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, do
0: a little Q and A here.
1: Well, and most of it was like a little too open ended for us to do. But one thing was like how to make any gear like kind of reflect your sound like how do you make something your own um which that's i mean that's a that's a long conversation but like i think the one thing i've learned with pedals is don't play the pedal just let it accent what you're doing so Mm
0: -hmm. um, yeah i think it comes from time spent just developing your sound in general And that's gonna come from a few different places. It's gonna come from A, your physical time spent on the instrument. It's gonna come from what you're listening to and what you're letting influence you. And it is gonna come from the gear that you play. Yeah. Right. Like for a long time, I played Vox style amps, like this Morgan behind me, that's a 2014. um, And that was my main gigging amp for about five years. Mm -hmm. And playing that amp for so long and getting used to its response changed how i play guitar it changed the chords that i would go for yeah you know all that kind of stuff um
1: that one of the things that really inspired me to like get better was was playing amps that didn't have any reverb didn't have anything yep and now like honestly when i practice i don't even usually have much in the in the way of like spatial effects i have a delay on my little mini board i set up but right you know i i feel like that is one of the best ways to figure out what you want to do, you know, unless you just want to use effects to create sounds. Um, yeah. Figure out how you want to play without any, any help.
0: Right. Well, and I, I, uh, I can't get away from the reverb. I tried. I made a video <laughs> about it not too long ago, about like practicing with that reverb, not hiding behind it. Yeah. And even now, you can tell I've got some, some See, screen. that's a lot for me. What's that? That's a lot, in my opinion. Oh, see, to me, that's just a little bit. Like, that's just a touch to me. <laughs> uh, but I just like it, man. You know, like, I like that. Yeah. But again, it's- a lot of the people that I liked and that I wanted to sound like, they used reverb.
1: Yeah, so I've got some just going, like, it's off on my amp. I just have it going through the aux.
0: Oh, that's real short.
1: Yeah. It's just like a little room sound, but I use, I have a a DM2 Waza really like in the, like far in the background. Yeah. And even that's a lot for me.
0: But, but so here's, that brings up a good point is like, if you're going to have either a delay or a reverb, get a delay. It's way more useful than a reverb. You can do so much with a delay you know, reverb is a nice-to-have thing. A delay, I think, is a need-to-have thing for guitar players. Absolutely.
1: I think it's totally a necessity
0: Yeah, uh, for... And learn how to use it, man. Like, learn how to do not just your dotted eights and all that kind of stuff, but learn how to use it to, you know, mimic double tracking. Learn how to add mm-hmm. modulation to widen your sound. Learn how to have it help fill out the back end of a solo. Like, you know, use your different delay sounds and your repeats and, and modulation like really learn how to use a delay
1: yeah one of the things I get asked a lot is like where do I put things it doesn't matter like just figure out what you like you know um, so what wh- what do you have going on over there you want to play some sounds and let me hear some stuff that you got yeah going?
0: so I'm just playing through my board here um, and I'm going through this uh, victory sheriff 22 right now I don't know if you mm. can see that right yeah. above my head yeah. there. Um, this is actually like the only Marshall style amp that I own. And it sounds really good. I'll turn off the, turn off the reverb here. Um, that sounds really good to me. That's just the amp? Yeah, that's just the amp. Oh, nice. And then I'm going into the two notes, the Torpedo Captor X. Mm. So you're getting a little room sound from the Captor X. And that's a good example of like learning to use your effects like that. Just that amount of uh, room sound is helping to widen the guitar's image, and it's not something you hear while you're playing, but when you're you know doing single note stuff. Um, to me it makes it sound way better oh yeah that Um, sounds good and uh i've got shameless plug you guess what this is It's the closest thing to a pedal demo video, although <laughs> I'm I'm going to have to make more because they do sound really good. Dude, they sound really good. I'm telling you, like that's to me, that's like based off of a blues breaker, right? No. Is no. that your? Okay, cool. Well, never no. mind. I just forget I said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like a blues breaker. You know, I'm pretty sure. But totally not. I'm going to go straight to the gear page and just talk about like, yeah, it's a blues breaker clone. That's really all it is.
1: Yeah. It's like a hard clipping thing. I don't know. That's pretty
0: sweet, you know. You like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've just got
1: my uh, Victoria uh, just going through the aux and with nothing on... I It's really quiet in my headphones because I think it will bleed into the, the mic, but... But I've just got a... Um, like a... Uh, my Waza delay, a Timmy, a Tube Screamer, and then a Thorpey flanger. So... I was really digging the Timmy today. I mainly use like overdrives as really low game boosts. Yeah. But with the the screamer on top of it.
0: I know you probably hate that. <laughs> but I don't hate it. <laughs> Let me Okay, so I've got my Timmy on my board here too. Check this out. So I use my Timmy as a medium gain thing. So it is adding some gain from the pedal. So that would be like a good rhythm tone. Well, heavy rhythm tone. I would actually back off the volume a little bit. then, but when you stack that with the Olympus, now we've got it like a. And even into that amp, which is a little dirtier than I normally run, like that's still a good lead sound. And one of the ways I like to look at a good distortion or overdrive sound is by playing chords. How well do those intervals hold together? Like there's a little too much low mid in there right now, which means I would probably like pull that out of the amp I'd pull the bass back out of the amp. Right. But you can still hear all those chord tones. Really well. And that's with two medium gain overdrives stacked up, you know?
1: Yeah. I I just play a little different because usually like this, the amp sound would be just like where I would start. And I probably wouldn't turn on a pedal for the most part. And again, it might have a little bit more push. Right. If I was like really playing. And then the Timmy would be like my one more. And then the Tube Screamer would just be for like a solo boost. I would not leave that on. Right. Because in a band mix, that would make you would just immediately hear that. Yeah. And then with the flanger, you get.
0: Yeah, yeah. I got my uh, I got my Univibe here. By Univibe, I mean the Mobius, <laughs> and that's just the amp. slap back <laughs> so like awesome. that's my go-to um, that's no reverb or anything that's my go-to sort of adding ambience mm-hmm. with a delay and that's a lot of slap to be fair yeah um but like that's way more slap than i would normally use but you could tell it is kind of acting as a reverb there a little bit
1: Yeah, yeah, I I just kind of tweaked my delay to kind of do something similar with the flanger on. Super 80s. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I just brought mine down. Now that's more reasonable, you know. it sounds more like a like a room yeah and you can get into like that with the (laughs) univive Chet should have used a univibe. I feel like he should, he yeah. absolutely should. Have. <laughs> he would have been way more popular with a univibe.
1: Yeah, they they would have had those statues of him downtown Nashville with like a univibe, like yeah. molded in brass on the floor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Actually, that is a that is one of the things that's on my list of um of gear to own. Um, is a is a real I want a real deal great univibe. Uh, like an old I'm gonna, a, I'm old gonna go one? with Zapata. And Go Univibe shopping, I think, pretty soon.
1: Like a Shenny, like a real.
0: I don't know. I mean, it needs to be something I can travel with and not um, feel terrible about. So probably not an original one. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: but something that has the feel and the sound of an original one.
1: Man, the, there's there's a few out there, um,
0: but the old ones
1: are they're 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 so cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. I really really want one. Really <laughs> bad. All right. Well, there you go, everyone. That. That seems to be it. We got any more uh, topics or questions to cover here?
1: I think I think we're good for today. Next time we'll plan ahead and maybe if we play something, we'll do something. Or I'll do something Constru- more interesting. <laughs> we'll do something more constructive.
0: <laughs> uh, anyways, well, let us know what you guys thought about what we talked about today in the uh, in the comment section down below, uh, especially the payola thing. I'm interested to hear what everyone thinks about that.
1: You know. Yeah, and, and you can always email us, dippedintone at gmail.com.
0: Yep, we got some emails to catch up on for next week's episode. Thanks, guys, for watching. Subscribe here on YouTube. And now I guess you can subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. So uh, do that. And leave us a fine rating and review. That actually really helps the podcast out. Um, if you leave a rating on iTunes, that gets us higher up in the search ranking. So Just
1: just listen to what he says and do what he says. Please.
0: <laughs> My whole life is worrying about SEO. So uh, And also check out the Patreon down below, yes, yes. linked. Where all the other shit is linked. <laughs> it's all down awesome. there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys.